What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 281 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and this is the Hot Tags edition of the week, where I'm going to be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, news, speculation, gossip, and whatever the hell else I want to talk about that happened over the past couple of days in the world of professional wrestling. And actually, we don't have a whole lot of, like, major topics to talk about. There's a ton of little things, and there's a smattering of some other different kinds of topics and stuff, but nothing is, like, a huge breakdown of, like, oh my god, this amazing announcement happened, or that we really need to dive into something for, like, you know, some 20-minute period or whatever like that, but there's enough other little topics that we're going to get a little bit of a decent episode out of this, so... Let's get right into it here with talking about something that, if you didn't know from last night, is going to be happening over the next couple of weeks. Booker T is replacing David Otunga on the Raw commentary team, and uh, the reason why they're doing this is because Otunga is filming some kind of a movie, which I can only assume kind of sucks, but uh, you know what? I am all for this because as much as we ragged on Booker T back when he was a commentator... He's still more entertaining than David Otunga is because David Otunga has the worst parts of Booker T, but without any of the energy, any of the humor, any of the kind of self-referential jokes or just like the lunacy that Booker T brings to the mix because Booker, he doesn't contribute all that much when it comes to like the actual calling the moves in the ring or uh, establishing the story all that well, but he is fun when you just get him to ramble or he said something about like, um, ask me what I have to say about Titus O'Neil and Michael Cole's like, uh, what do you think about Titus O'Neil? And he's like, he's a big guy. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Booker? I would rather listen to that for a couple of weeks or permanently. If they want to get David Otunga, uh, the pink slip, then to have Otunga come back and have him just kind of be like, oh, yeah, wow, that was, uh, that was a move, huh, guys? Because he's sort of like a cross between Drew and uh, Todd Grisham a little bit. And, uh, well, Drew kind of looks like Todd Grisham. David Otunga doesn't look anything like either of them, but as far as, like, the commentary, it's like, okay, all right, here's a cookie, Otunga, you know? I'm not a big fan of the idea of Otunga being on three hours of Raw, and I hope that this little absence that they have with... Booker T being uh, his replacement kind of makes them realize that David Otunga is a bad idea for a commentator. And maybe when he comes back, if he comes back, they kind of give him the boot after a little bit because it'll be like, man, we had some fun with Booker. And then we got Otunga just kind of sitting here doing his thing. And it's sort of like you, you ride a roller coaster. And then when it's over and you're leaving and you're watching everybody standing in line and you're just kind of like, oh, man, they're about to have so much fun. And I just did it. And now I'm not going to do that for a while. So hopefully they change the commentary team at least a little bit like that. Because Otunga is my least favorite person on commentary right now. And that's saying a lot because I really do not like Nigel McGuinness or Percy Watson. So let's move on to another topic here. Dash Wilder suffered a broken jaw. And apparently he's going to be out for eight weeks. That sucks, man. The Revival is a team that I had taken a while to get used to and I thought that they were overrated for a while and now I'm a big fan of the two of them because I think that their in-ring work is some of the best that's in the company right now but 
not seeing them on Raw for the next couple of weeks might not be the end of the world. And uh, I know that, like, being off television is usually worse than being on television. And you can even look at somebody like a Kurt Hawkins right now who, like, if he's going to be doing a gimmick of anybody that beats me is a main eventer and I'm going to get my ass whooped every week, it's better than just appearing on main event and getting your ass whooped, right? So there is a benefit to being on TV, that's for sure. But as far as the uh, revival, they're at the right time right now where maybe this isn't going to make that big of a deal because they had a little bit of a feud going with the New Day and it just got completely cut out from underneath them. The New Day, of course, taking a little bit of a break as well on uh, SmackDown. So there isn't really all that much going on for the revival. And I think it's better to be off television with an excuse than to be on television and that they don't use you or that they don't use you properly and it kind of ruins your image. Because look at what happened with the Ascension. The Ascension came in and they gave them a push for like three weeks and then they stopped using them and then they became a joke. And outside of like a one or two week span here and there, they've been jokes ever since then. The Lucha Dragons came in and they didn't really get that strong of a push. Even the Los uh, Matadores, they were a team that wasn't new, but a new repackaging. And within a couple of weeks, they didn't have anything for them to do and they became joke again. So the revival is in that position where if they would have stuck on Raw for the next couple of weeks and not had a feud going, or a decent feud even at that, they might have hurt their credibility. Now, taking a little bit of time off, maybe we get Enzo and Cass versus Gallows and Anderson going forward. Like It seems like we're getting maybe the Hardy Boys against Cesaro and Sheamus wraps up and everything. And then the uh, the revival can come in and just sort of get the ball rolling a different way and actually get a decent push out of it. So I don't think that it's the end of the world. It sucks for Dash Wilder, that's for sure, because I would not want to have my jaw wired shut and doing that whole Homer Simpson thing where I have to write on the little chalkboard and all that. And uh, I, of course, want all this stuff to work out in the grand scheme of things with the Revival because I do think that maybe they should be the next team to be the tag team champions on Raw. It'd be kind of cool to see them be the ones that beat the Hardy Boys. I do think uh, Enzo and Cass are well overdue, but WWE decided to go with New Day on uh, SmackDown, and I think that that was a mistake, because I think that that's going to hurt Enzo and Cass and the New Day, actually, in the long run. That's another topic for another day. I actually wrote an article about that on E-Wrestling News the other day about the... Uh, or, there wasn't any wrestling news. It was on uh, Sportskeeda. So check that out. It's the biggest missed opportunities from the uh, Superstar Shakeup. We kind of went over a little bit of that on our podcast recently, but uh, it's another outside interference thing for you to check on if you uh, are pretty interested in that. What other topics do I have right down here? I have a whole bunch of them. Uh, Ride Along Cruiser Control, that was something that just debuted or premiered, I guess you should say. I don't know. It's not really. It's just another episode. It's not a premiere or a debut on uh, Monday night, and it's Tuesday afternoon when I'm recording this, by the way. So that was not as good of an episode as I was hoping that it would be. They build it as sort of this like awkward confrontation between Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick and Perkins and Swan were kind of having some fun and stuff. And you know what? I just didn't really dig it a whole lot. It wasn't bad, and it was probably better than the one that came before it with... Uh, God, who was even the ones before that? Was that... 
uh, Ms. and Maurice or Alexa and Charlotte, maybe? Or no, Alexa and uh, Carmella? Maybe it was, I don't know. But whatever, Th- these past two episodes just weren't all that great. And I like Ride Along. So, I mean, I'm always going to check out every episode, but yeah, didn't really do it all that much for me. So I think uh, you might get a little bit of something out of it. So if you want to check it out, go ahead and watch it. It's like 20 minutes long or something like that. So it's not a big commitment, but it's not really a laugh riot, at least for my uh, my uh, sense. So I don't know. Uh, if I had to give it a, a grade, you know, that A, B, C, D kind of a scale, not like a one, two, three. I'd probably give it like a, a C plus. It was fine, but nothing all that special. And speaking of network content, they have announced, or, well, they haven't really announced, but Jim Cornette has said that he's done a little bit of work for the WWE Network and that he's interested in doing some more in the future, but he doesn't want to fly up to Connecticut, so that's a big issue. But he's done a table for three with at least Eric Bischoff, and I don't think that they said who the other person was, but I'm really interested in checking that out. He said he recorded for like two and a half hours or something, and they they usually make it about a half an hour long, which that sucks to me. I want to see the full table for three just even when they're like walking to sit down even when they're ordering the food like that kind of stuff is actually pretty interesting to me not specifically people ordering food but you know what i mean that behind the scenes everybody just relaxing and not being in character and stuff and jim Cornette, man that's gonna be a fun one i think he wasn't really all that great with his uh hall of fame speech but it's the hall of fame it's all about honoring uh the rock and roll express you give him a table for three, he's just going to sit down, eat a steak, and, and talk about some stuff. And he said that apparently he and Eric Bischoff got their, uh, got together a little bit with their hatred for Vince Russo. So if there's some good Vince uh, Russo trashing on there, that could be all that much more entertaining. So yeah, that uh, table for three is something that I'm looking forward to in the future. And if he does anything else, then, you know, give me more Jim Cornette. I always thought that Jim Cornette was fun. Even though I never really checked out his podcast, but that's mostly because it's just like, how many podcasts do I want to listen to in a week? And how many, you know, YouTube videos and streams and TV shows and movies and stuff? It's it's an overload. So the wrestling side of things, it's like, all right, I already watched Raw for three hours and SmackDown for two hours and 205 Live for an hour and NXT and all that other kind of stuff. Wrestling podcasts on top of that, I can't, uh, uh, you know, out of my own. Which that's another thing, too. I record my own, so then it's like I'm sick and tired of hearing the same goddamn topics all the time. Let me turn on a movie thing instead. But, yeah, uh, Table for Three, I will be in for that one for sure. Let's see what other topics we got going on here. I'm going to scroll up and down my list. I'm going to save that one for later. Uh, We were talking about the New Day earlier and the fact that they've got a little bit of time off. And apparently what Big E is going to be doing with that time off is officiating weddings. Which, kind of weird. But you know what? If you are looking for somebody who's got the energy for it and can kind of get the crowd going and all that, Big E is a really good choice for that kind of a thing. It'll be an odd, obscure wedding, I would assume. But I can I can kind of see it, you know? And that's kind of cool that he's looking for some off-the-wall, random things to do with his time instead of just being like, I guess I'm going to get a real estate license like a lot of different people do, or I guess I'm just going to train a lot. Big E doing a wedding uh, is kind of cool. And, I, you know, I'd like to see some of those wedding tapes in the future of what people are doing. So if by any chance you've got a wedding coming up and you get Big E to officiate it, send your video to Smart Out Moment. Uh, I really want to watch it. 
uh, some quick topics that we can sort of, uh, you know, uh, breeze through here. Some quick hits. Mario Ronaldo took a shot at being able to uh, finally say professional wrestling again. And he said that he's going to be calling professional wrestling again in the future. But, of course, that's not going to be for WWE because he's never going to show up again. And you can kind of assume that he's never going to return to WWE with the way that things are going down. Which is really a shame because WWE should have handled this better. But we went through that topic a while ago. But the idea that he took a shot at them means even more so that this is just, it's not going to end well. And that he said that he's going to be calling again is pretty pretty uh pretty interesting because does that mean that he's going to go to like TNA or Ring of Honor? I think he's more of a New Japan type of guy, but whoever gets him, that's going to be a little bit of a of a boost to them because he's not going to be only just bringing that credibility that he sort of brought to WWE, but at the same time it's going to be like, uh-oh, WWE lost this guy, and now this person has it, or whatever. It's not going to be a game-changer. It's not like Impact It's going to get Mario Ronaldo and suddenly, you know, the ratings spike up to a 5.6 or something like that, but it is going to be a hurt for WWE because I just said it earlier in this thing. WWE has three really shitty commentators right now, and they can use Mario Ronaldo either on NXT or on Raw or whatever, and it's just a shame that all this is, uh, all this crap's happening. Uh, we got Natalia revealing that she had an eating disorder. That sucks. Of course, don't look forward to hearing anybody that has any kind of problems like that. And um, it's good that like she got over it. She said that she and uh, Alexa Bliss had one at some point, so it's good that Alexa Bliss got over it as well because she's looking uh, fantastic nowadays too. And Natalia, she looks better and better as days go on, so whatever she's doing now is a hell of a lot better. So uh, if you are having an eating disorder thing or whatever like that, look at these people. It's a different story. You figure out a different way to get around those issues, and you end up looking better in the grand scheme of things. So WWE's looking to do the uh, Broken Matt Hardy gimmick, but all right, well, that's something that we already know. That's, <laughs> I mean, he's thrown out some little allusions to it, and we know that it's popular enough that WWE's not going to want to just, like, let it go. So I guess it's just a matter of time at this point. No surprises there. Bray Wyatt is not happy about being on the Raw roster, and I can't fucking blame him because the way that this has been handled has been very stupid. Look at the way that the WWE Championship match and the United States Championship match are being booked. The WWE Championship match is supposed to be a SmackDown-based match, yet it's happening at a Raw exclusive pay-per-view. And they've not said the same thing about that as they did with the United States Championship, which is AJ Styles is the current number one contender, and he will fight either Kevin Owens or Chris Jericho, we all know that it's going to be Kevin Owens, at backlash and that basically assumes if Chris Jericho were to win the United States championship that he would end up being on the SmackDown roster and I think it was Ben that asked if Jericho wins does that mean that Owens goes back to the Raw roster and they haven't clarified that and that's because they don't want to clarify that because then they would be held to making Kevin Owens go if they decided to change their mind at the last minute and they clearly just don't have a real plan for this. It was like, let's do the shakeup, and we'll figure it out. And with Bray Wyatt, 
It's like, well, we want Bray Wyatt on Raw because we're not going to move AJ Styles over and that's going to mess up that. But you know what? Fuck it. We're going to have the payback thing. So let's just have video packages over the next couple of weeks and that'll be good enough. And who cares if it spoils the ending? That'll be good enough. And that that mentality kind of sucks because that's that sort of idea that like, well, we're going to give the fans something. And if it's not good enough for that, then they'll get over it. And it's not the end of the world, too. I mean, it's we knew that Randy Orton would probably be retaining this anyway, even if Bray Wyatt would have stayed on SmackDown. But it does suck for Bray Wyatt because he does get that ending spoiled. And what do they do from now on? It seems like they might push him into a feud with Finn Balor, but Finn Balor suffered that whole concussion, and he was even wrestling this week, which is a good sign that he's not going to have any problems going forward, but... Maybe they're going to be a little bit hesitant to do that kind of a feud. I don't know. And either way, it's just, it's not a good thing for Bray Wyatt's character. It's not a good thing for Bray Wyatt as a professional wrestler in his career. And it's going to take a little bit of readjustment to sort of get the ball back rolling over that kind of a thing. So that sucks for him. You know, he loses the Wyatt family with uh, Eric Rowan. He's sticking on SmackDown. And he doesn't have a feud to go with, and he's going to lose this match, and it's not on the right pay-per-view, and it's all just a mess. So I can understand him not being happy with that, but here's hoping that WWE fixes the problem pretty soon, and they kind of know where they're going in the future and all that. Uh, Speaking of the House of Horrors match, WWE had another fan council survey where they asked people, what type of weapons would you like to see in the match? And some of these are pretty interesting. Some of them are as we kind of expected cage is one of them which yeah that's real fucking uh special a house of horrors it is a cage match okay well by that rationale we're gonna do that whole argument of the no dq no holds barred unsanctioned street fight extreme rules belfast brawl type of thing but maybe the cage will have the weapons attached to it like that asylum match maybe it's gonna be a different type of a cage whatever, uh, sheeple, (laughs) you got to assume that that means the people that are wearing the sheep masks. And if that's the case, how are you going to use a person as a weapon? Unless it's like picking up Hornswoggle and chucking them at people. I'd be kind of interested to see what happens with that. A match set outside the arena, which I would assume is alluding to the idea of like that pre-recorded type of a thing, like that Wyatt family compound or, you know, the final deletion and all that other kind of stuff, which I still have not seen. So we will do a smart announce table for that in the future. I'm probably going to wait until after they do the broken Matt Hardy thing to see, you know, like what happens with that and kind of do like a comparison of the two and whatever like that. But it'll happen in the future. Darkness is one, which is kind of, Confusing, because if it's all in darkness, how does anybody see what the fuck is happening? And if it's not in darkness and you've got lights to be able to see what's happening, then it's not in darkness. So <laughs> that's a little bit weird. I'm kind of curious about that. Mirrors, that seems painful if you have them like crashing through the mirrors and getting all cut up and stuff. But if it's like a, a funhouse mirror type of a thing, it'd be kind of interesting. Creepy slash scary well, shouldn't that just be the gimmick anyway? Should people have to vote for it being creepy and scary? That's like saying The Undertaker is going to have a buried alive match. Should it be a little freaky? 
Or should it be like a kid's party? You got Bray Wyatt here, the eater of worlds, this cult leader, and the viper apex predator Randy Orton, the legend killer, all that other kind of stuff. This should be creepy and scary. That's how they should be looking at this. Uh, fire is another one. That'd be kind of cool, but fire is always one of those things. It's way too dangerous for them to really do 100%. So it's like, do you do just the immediate fire extinguisher or do you have them wearing some kind of like flame retardant, uh, like arm wrist thing or something like that? I don't know. Projected images. We saw that already. So, you know, get rid of it. Music. I don't know what they would do with that, but that could be kind of interesting or kind of dumb. Depends. Maybe it's this like lame, just like, ooh, in the background, you know, ghosts are bullshit, that sort of thing. Uh, pitchforks, that could be dangerous as hell, but hey, might be fun. Fog, they should already have that. I don't understand that. Other, I like other, you know, we should have like, he hit him with other. Oh my God. <laughs> And then the option of nothing different. Nothing different from what? Just a standard wrestling match? Well, that's boring. I hope that nobody picked nothing different. Because I want my other. I want my, you know, this match is another match. That'd be pretty interesting. So I want to know what you guys would prefer out of those kind of things. Especially when it comes to other. What's some other things that they can do? Because... I don't really have any that stand out to my mind that I can think of, but I'm sure if I just like walked through a Walmart or, you know, a Home Depot or a Lowe's or something like that, I'd be like, oh, you know what? That'd be kind of cool if they had like chains doing this thing or like, uh, I don't know, like an electric chair or something like they've got some different things that they can figure out, I'm sure. And I'm kind of interested to see where they go, but who knows if they don't even have a plan to do it right now. Maybe they won't have enough time to figure something out. But I think that they do have, you know, two weeks, whatever the case may be, for them to sort out a couple of decent ideas. Might be pretty interesting. Shelton Benjamin has said that he is currently a free agent and that he is not actually signed to WWE. They had announced that he was. So that's kind of weird. But that he hadn't really signed the papers and that he is not actually... 100% going to go to WWE, and that sucks. Although I assume that WWE is just going to sign him again, and they should, because if he's still able to go, and that if they were interested in him before, as long as he doesn't have some kind of other issues that are lingering that he can't get around when it comes to like the wellness policy and stuff, there's no reason not to bring Shelton Benjamin on board. And I think he needs to go straight to SmackDown. He just... They need another person in there, whether it's in the mid-card or the upper mid-card or the main event. Me, uh, on a personal level, I think that he should be that upper mid-card main event type of guy. And I'd like to see him come in as a babyface, but I'd also like to see him work a little bit as a heel. So they need a heel right now, because Rusev isn't even going to be back for a little bit. And not the biggest, biggest fan of the world of Rusev anyway, so you give me Shelton Benjamin, all on board for that. But he will actually be wrestling a buddy of mine on, uh, actually, I don't know what the date is. Pretty soon, the next match that he has scheduled, it's a World War 360 in New York is what uh, the event and the location is. Uh, Mike Orlando is his name. He's a guy that I know through OTW. And uh, something that I forgot to mention from last week, the whole thing that we had with the tipping in the ambulance and everything, all the guys that were dressed up in the, the yellow shirts, one of those was another buddy of mine from OTW. Uh, Brian Johnson is his name. So 
Brian Johnson and Mike Orlando, two names to watch out for everybody. I'm telling you, Brian was on, I think it was Backlash or something the last time. And Mike Orlando has been in the Performance Center and all that. And I'm close enough with those two that we might be doing some kind of an interview thing in the future. Uh, I talk to Brian every fucking week. And uh, Mike is a guy that I've hung around with here and there. So uh, keep your eyes out on those guys. That's all I can say. And our second to last story here is an unfortunate one to talk about. Actually, both of the last two stories we have are really suck. So hate to end it on a down note, but uh, Rosie, Matt Anoa'i, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I never knew actually how to pronounce that now that I'm thinking about it. I think it's Anoa'i. But Rosie from WWE has passed away. He was 47 years old. And as far as I can find, there's no official reason why yet. Although one report said that it might have been congestive heart failure. So that could be a combination of like a steroid type of a thing. But I I don't think that that's really the case. He was a bigger guy. So probably it was just normal health problems. Because when you are obese, I mean, you've got heart failure is one of the main things. Diabetes is another thing. High blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that sucks, man. Because if I haven't uh, said that kind of an opinion before, which I'm pretty sure I have, either on the All Talk Show or here. When it comes to drug addicts, I don't feel a whole lot of sympathy for them because I know that even though that they've had some kind of a bad life that got to them to that point, everybody has a choice of whether or not to do drugs. And if you are taking the risk, then then you know what? Then you kind of, you got to suffer the consequences, sort of. But if you just pass away from something else, then that blows. And um, it sucks for Roman Reigns. It sucks for his family. Uh, if you don't know the connection, uh, Rosie is Roman Reigns' older brother, the son of Sika. He tagged with Umaga, who passed away a couple of years ago. He was Jamal as part of uh, Three Minute Warning in the early 2000s. I can't remember where, like what year. It was like 2004, maybe, or something like that. Uh, he also had a tag team with the Hurricane. They were doing like a superhero thing. I wasn't watching it at that time, so I don't really have any memories about Rosie, but my retrospective point of view uh, seems like that was a kind of fun team, so I probably would have been into them back in the day. And um, it's kind of good that they uh, can give Roman Reigns a little bit of time off with this injury, because the angle right now, I mean, you don't need to have him on television until payback. And honestly, I'm okay with them giving him payback off as well. Because there's other matches on the card that you can fill it up with, like Emma versus Dana Brooke. And you can put Strowman against literally anybody else, and it'll be entertaining as hell. Because all he's been doing recently has been, you know, picking on people and going like, I ain't done with you yet, I'm gonna fuck you up. Have another match with Big Show, even. That's something I'd be totally cool with. And Roman Reigns can grieve properly, and his family can deal with all the issues that they need to sort out. You know, the funeral arrangements and... Uh, just, you know, the heartbreak of losing a family member and all that. So I'm actually kind of hoping that WWE takes this in a different direction and they do a big show match with Strowman or Strowman just, you know, most through the whole locker room or whatever, give Roman Reigns a little bit of time off. And the next pay-per-view that we're going to see the two of them at, uh, I would assume would be extreme rules because it's the next raw pay-per-view, which is like early June, like June 3rd or so. So, you know what? Extreme Rules justifies having a gimmick match. And with Roman Reigns 
being in an injury angle and Braun Strowman, you know, wrecking everybody, this could be something that, I mean, obviously this isn't good for a storyline to have somebody pass away or whatever like that, but the timing is good. You know, this isn't like the week before WrestleMania or something like that. And WWE should give Roman Reigns and his family the proper amount of time to sort this all out. And, you know, a whole month and a half, essentially, is that's like it's not the biggest problem for WWE to to not have Roman Reigns do that. You know that people aren't going to be having issues with like, well, Roman's not here and we don't want to watch the show and all that other kind of stuff. So take advantage of it. Let them have their time off. Give the storyline a little bit of room to breathe. And by extreme rules, then... Roman Reigns is back in action, and uh, of course, you never get over that kind of a thing, but that at least gives them a little bit more time than normal, because it would sort of suck to be like, all right, well, we need you in Raw next week. Yeah, that that kind of a thing is like, it's a good good for a distraction, but not everybody needs a distraction when it comes to big losses and stuff like that. Everybody agrees, definitely. So, I don't know, maybe Roman Reigns was the type of person who's like, nah, I want to be back on the road and I don't want to think about this or whatever like that. So you do whatever you got to do, but that's something to to keep your mind about. You know, maybe that's a good way to, to get around it if that's an issue and you know, timing couldn't be better as far as that's concerned, but there's no good time to, to lose a family member. So condolences go out to that whole family. That sucks. And uh, our last story here, this sucks uh, for my side of things. Apparently YouTube has decided to start fucking people over recently. They have decided to start making pro wrestling content not advertiser-friendly. And a lot of different channels are seeing a severe drop in revenue. And that blows, because this channel is a pro wrestling channel. And I don't need to tell you all the specifics of this, but um, I don't make a whole lot of money on uh, YouTube. My connection with YouTube for Fanboys Anonymous and for the All Talk Show, whatever, uh, you know, a penny a fucking month for that thing kind of a thing because we don't put out content or whatever like that. Those two channels go directly into a Google AdSense account that I have. And the Google AdSense account is tied to the Fanboys Anonymous ads and the Out on Limbs ads for anybody that clicks on that, which I haven't put out content of that in a couple of years now or the Smart Out Moment ads, although there's one Smart Out Moment ad that's on the sidebar that isn't that, it's a different company entirely, and that's kind of like a backup uh, revenue stream. But Smart Out Moment is tied on the YouTube channel, not to the AdSense, it's actually tied to a different company, Full Screen. They are the ones that are uh, taking a little bit of the ad revenue and doing a thing like that, and it's kind of a waste, but... That might save me a little bit. I don't know, but I don't really make a whole lot of money from that. I mean, it's it's literally, I mean, you, I don't make minimum wage. Let's put it at that point in like anything that I'm doing. And I, at the end of the month, I really don't make all that much money at all. I don't make even what a minimum wage type of person makes, but I try to to do everything I can to sort of make this channel get a little bit more hits here and there. And that's why we changed to that uh, format of having three videos a week uh, spread out differently instead of doing like five uploads 
one after the other and everything because that kind of seemed like it was problematic. And that's why I haven't stopped doing the YouTube channel is because I do want it to succeed and I do want this to be a revenue stream that can work. But at the same time, uh, it's mostly I've been continuing it because I like doing it and I like having this discussion with you guys and that I'm kind of nuts and I'm lucky enough that I don't have to pay as many bills as a lot of other people do. Uh, and that I can, I, I'm not like, you know, struggling to eat and whatever, but that's, uh, something that is kind of scary to hear about that you might not be able to make like almost any money from the YouTube channel that makes you the most amount of money. And if something happens like that in the future where maybe they make it to where wrestling channels just don't have any kind of adver uh, advertisements popping up, then we might have to have a talk because then I might not be able to really continue doing the YouTube channel anymore. Now, right now, that hasn't seemed to be affecting me. And I checked my analytics and I'm making about the same amount of money, which is like fucking pocket change, as I did on a normal basis, but if it's something that's a slow rollout, we might see over the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months that if the revenue stream goes from making a few bucks here and there to making a few pennies here and there, there might be some kind of a, a an issue going forward because it's a lot of effort to go through the editing of the YouTube channel and to upload stuff and to plot out things and I actually spend more time working on smack talk than it's really worth it on like a business side of things because I could be writing up articles for other things and getting paid for each article and whatever or pumping out more content on the, the website and the website makes the most amount of money out of that kind of thing. So it's something to be aware of. And I know that we've got our supporters here that you guys have been following for a long time. We've got people on Patreon that toss money my way and that kind of offsets a lot of it. So that's a big, big deal. So uh, thank you to the people who donate and thank you to the people that click on those ads and stuff. Technically, I'm not supposed to tell you to do that because then it's like promoting it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's an obvious thing. If you click on the ads, I make money and that's good. And the more money I make, the more I can do that kind of stuff. But we do have uh, the donation things and stuff. We do have like the uh, the merchandise and everything. So if you're looking for a way to kind of offset the idea that maybe we're not going to be able to make as much money on the YouTube channel as before, check out the rest hold. The Ask Him information has all that kind of breakdown of like, here are some different things that you can do. If you got the spare change, I'm not going to be begging for you guys because I know full well it's ridiculously annoying if somebody's like, you know, can you spare a little change? And you're like, I can't even fucking afford my own bills and stuff like that. But it's something to be aware of because who knows what's going to happen over the course of the next few weeks or few months. And if YouTube does kind of have like a ban on that, then I guarantee that the full screen deal is going to be over because then they're not going to want to support a channel that can't make them any money. And I don't blame them for that. And then that's going to make things a little bit harder as far as like copyright issues and stuff. And it's going to be this whole snowballing type of thing. But for now, at the very least, things don't seem to be changing. And if it stays the same, then we're going to stay the same. And if it upgrades, which I do not expect it to happen, but if it upgrades, then all the better because 
the more subscribers and the more views and the more that you guys do things like leaving your comments and you guys thumb up those videos, that's actually really, really important with their whole algorithm of the search engine and everything. But the more that you guys can do to offset that idea, the better. And it is greatly, greatly appreciated because I know that that kind of stuff is annoying to do. And I know that uh, when you hear YouTube channels talking about like, hey, why don't you smash that like button and whatever, it's fucking bothersome. But yeah, I'm putting it out there now because um, we might be referring back to this in a little bit. I don't know. And the same thing for Fanboys Anonymous content, too, because that's one of the reasons why I haven't done as much on YouTube for Fanboys is that it's just it doesn't have a big revenue stream. So I don't know. And I don't know about any alternatives if YouTube does kind of crap that out, because I would never really start like a Twitch stream because I don't play video games. So there's no way to compete with that kind of a thing. And I don't have the money to be able to put towards some other kind of a platform where like I'd have my own dedicated server or anything like that. Something like Vimeo or whatever is not worth the effort. It's not like a podcast type of a thing. And you don't make money on iTunes. So (laughs) uh, Stitcher and iTunes and stuff is just supplemental. That is for the people that don't want to listen to the YouTube channel, but they still want our content. And uh, if it comes down to doing that kind of a thing, then I don't know. So if you have any suggestions about that, leave them in the comments below. And if you have any thoughts about anything that we were talking about with the hot tags here, drop those in the comments as well. Let me know what you think about all these different subjects. And if we have any other things that pop up throughout the week, toss out your question in either the mailbag or in the uh, comments. And I'll try to answer that because the mailbag is going to be our main event. For this week, we're going to probably be recording that either tomorrow night, tomorrow night being Wednesday night, or Friday night, maybe Thursday night. I don't know for sure, but that'll be coming up sometime this week. And we also have the Ask Cam, the Rest Hold content, and all that other kind of stuff. That's the next time that you guys will be hearing me, so make sure that you hit that subscribe button and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and follow the website as well to get whatever new updates are happening. But uh, that'll do us in for this episode, so thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and I am being counted out. Ah!